Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. church 
um, uh, couldn't wait between Sunday school and church because of a break to go to the store down the street and buy some candy and cookies. To sustain me into a church was over with. Couldn't wait to it was over with uh, because it was no encounter. Uh, I believe it's the same thing that happened probably with a lot of our children that's in church today. It's not a lifestyle. And I think we we have uh, a church life and we have a home life and a work life and uh, not really understanding the born-again experience. Uh, it's to to live that life in this realm. And and so many do not live it, even us preachers, um uh, uh, have not really been had a, a conversion experience. Uh, I believe it's what causes the fault and fail to live in an ebb and flow type of life uh, because they have not been in a conversion experience. So I want to look at something that's uh, a scripture that I've probably been sharing for a while now, and uh, and I think God really want to. Uh, challenge our thinking continuously. Is Second Corinthians five verse eighteen? Now all things are of God. Now all things, not some things, all things are of God. Who has reconciled us to Himself? Who have reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation? That is that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world to himself And how he did that Not imputing their transgressions to them And has committed to us the word of reconciliation He's given us the ministry of reconciliation Has committed to us the word of reconciliation Let's look at the definition of the word reconciliation To be reconciled the definition of the word reconcile, it means to become friendly with someone after estrangement or to reestablish friendly relationships between two or more people, to settle a quarrel or differences, to make two apparently conflicting things compatible or consistent with each other to make to apparently conflicting things compatible or conflicting or excuse me are consistent with each other. So you're talking about people and things here. That is extrained or not in harmony with one another. What causes things and people to be extrained with God, what caused his creation to be in conflict with him. So notice what it says here. Well, we'll tell you what it is. It's sin. Sin has caused us to be extrained, a humanity, to be extrained, estranged with God. It has caused us to be at differences with God. Humanity, and it has caused us to be in a, a conflicting state with God, humanity as well as His creation. 
which we see in the book of Romans chapter 8, that the creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God to liberate her. So here in the word of the Lord, verse 18 again, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. He didn't reconcile us to save us from hell. He reconciled us so we can be a partaker of the ministry of reconciliation along with him. Now, once again, to become friendly with someone or after estrangement. To become friendly with someone after estrangement. What is the estrangement? Sin. Or to be reestablished, or to reestablish, excuse me, friendly relations between two or more people. What causes people not to be friendly? A disagreement. A disagreement. We used to be friendly, but we're no longer friendly because our relationship is extreme. What caused the estrangement? Disagreement. Humanity is at disagreement at large with God. His creation is in disagreement with God as a result of what? Sin. When man sinned, what happened? God dealt with the man. God dealt with the woman. God dealt with the earth. He put a curse on the earth. So the earth is in a great disagreement with God. Now we see God now is in Christ reconciling the world unto himself and giving you and I the ministry of reconciliation. Let's go to the book of Colossians chapter 1, if you will, and look at some biblical principles here. But before I go there, let me go to Hebrews 11.1, 1, one of my favorite scriptures about faith. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed before sin. The stuff from the beginning, before man sinned, before there was a need of reconciliation. Hebrews 11.3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were framed by what? The word of God. So that the things which are seen, the things which were created, were made of things which are not visible. But what made it? What made the visible? The Word. The Word is invisible and made the visible. John 6, 63 says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Words are what? Jesus said, the words I speak are what? Spirit and they are life. So therefore, the word that framed the world was spirit. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So therefore, when God framed the worlds by his word, then the worlds was framed by a word of life. A word of what? Life. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, if we understand by faith the world was 
framed by the word of God, then the world the world was framed by God. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So it was God that framed the worlds. It was God and his word, they are one. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So God is the word, the word is God. So God, the word, framed the worlds. God is invisible. The word must be invisible, creating the visible. God created the visible. The word created the visible. God is the word. John 1.3 says, All things were made and came into existence through him. Through who? The word. Who is the word? God. All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. Everything that has come into being was made by him. Everything that has come into being was made for him. Once again, John 1.3, all things was made and came into existence through him. And without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. Let's go, if you will, to verse 16. Now, let me go over to the Colossians, if you will. Go back to the Colossians. Colossians 1.13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed to us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. He had delivered us from where? The power of darkness. What is the power of darkness? Sin, Satan, demons. The kingdom of darkness. He had delivered us. Up here in 2 Corinthians 5, 18, it was God in Christ reconciling us. Uh, uh, excuse me. God in Christ who, let me read that, stop and slow down. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. He has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Now we see in Colossians, he has delivered us from the power of darkness. Not going to, he has delivered us from the power of darkness. And did what? Conveyed us or translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now verse 16, listen to this if you will, verse 16. Verse 16 says, by him all things were created. Do that sound like John, doesn't it? Sound just like John chapter 1. Notice what it says. By him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. All things were created. By him all things were created. By him all things were created. Now I'm going somewhere with this. Because it's very important that we understand the relationship and our responsibility in the relationship. And how humanity, even the very creation, is dependent on on us. It is dependent on us. Were your body created? Absolutely. Is your body dependent on you? Absolutely. Oh, God, help us to, to get this, grace us to get it. Watch this here. For all things were, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. All things. Visible things, 
Name some visible things. The sun is visible. The moon is visible. The trees is visible. The animals is visible. Your body is visible. The clothing that you wear is visible. The house that you live in is visible. The money is visible. The gold is visible. Silver is visible. Precious stones is visible. Anything that is visible was created. Everything that you and I can see. The car you drive is visible. Notice what it says. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Now name some invisible things that was created. The air you breathe is invisible. Your soul is invisible. Your spirit is invisible. The thoughts you think, they're invisible. The words that you speak, they are invisible. Uh, your imaginations, they are invisible. Now, notice he created visible and invisible things. Now, remember the Hebrews 11.3? It's tied in. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, that which is invisible. Your words are invisible. My words are invisible. My spirit is invisible. Your spirit is invisible. Your soul is invisible. My soul is invisible. Our thoughts, they are invisible. Our imaginations, they are invisible. By faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were made, were not made of things which are visible. Visible things did not create visible things. The invisible things created the visible things. Now, let's go back once again to Colossians 1.16. For by him all things were created. By him. Who is the him? Christ. Who is Christ? The word. Who is the word? God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So by him, God. By him, the word. By him, Christ. All things were created that are in heaven. Heaven is invisible. And that on earth. Earth is visible. Things that is visible, which belongs to the earth. Things that is invisible belongs to the heavens. Rather, thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Through who? The word. And for who? The word. Through who? God. For who? God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. John also says, 1-3, all things were made and came into existence through him. Him who? One, once again, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 3 again, all things were made and came into existence through him. Who? The word. Who are you made in the image and in the likeness of? 
and God made man, Genesis 126, in his image and in his likeness. But who is God? The Word. Who is the Word? God. So were you made in the image and the likeness of his Word? Yes. So to be made in the image and the likeness of God is to be made in the image and the likeness of the Word. Can I say the Holy Spirit and the Word and God is one? Absolutely. Is the Holy Spirit God? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit the Word? Yes. Is the Word the Holy Spirit? Yes. Is God the Holy Spirit? Yes. All three are what? One. So to be made in the image and the likeness of God, you, you can say you are made in the image and the likeness of the Word. To be made in the image and the likeness of the Word, you are made in the image and the likeness of the Holy Spirit. So once again, verse 3, John 1, 3, all things were made and came into existence through him who, specifically he's talking about the Word, specifically he's talking about the Father, Specifically, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, the Word. The Word is the Spirit. The Spirit is the Word. The Word is God. God is the Word. All things were made and came into existence through him, and without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. So is there things that is visible that is coming to being? Yes. Is there things invisible that came into being? Yes, because once again, Colossians 1.16, For by him all things were created that are in heaven, which you cannot see. By him all things were created that are in heaven. So if things is in heaven, they must be invisible, because heaven is invisible. And that are on earth, visible. So there's everything that is visible is earthly, and everything that is invisible must be heavenly. Rather, thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Created what? Through him and who for who? For him. Notice when Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He said, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you all these things, for they were given to me. They were given to me. And I can do whatever I desire to do with them. They were given to me. But we just read here that they was made for him, by him, and for him. It says, all things were created through him and for him. Colossians 1.16. All things were created through him and for him. But how did Satan get it? Satan said it belongs to him. We know he received it through the manipulation of, the, of Adam and Eve sinning. It's turned over to him by Adam, the first man, Adam. The second man, Adam, came to reclaim it back. That's why God was in Christ doing what? Reconciling the world unto himself. Who is in opposition to God? Satan. Who is an opponent of God? Satan. Who is the author and the source of sin? Satan. So therefore, Satan is in opposition to God. So when this world was turned over to Satan, 
by Adam, then the world came into opposition to God. The creation came into opposition to God. So now God is in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. But we don't see all things reconciled unto him. Once again, reconcile means to bring, to become friendly with someone after estrangement. It opposed God. It was an estrangement to God. Satan became the God of this world. So therefore God, through Christ, is reconciling the world back to himself. So is it safe to me to say Satan still is the God of this world? If God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. To say Satan is the God of this world, even though we know what the Bible says, Satan is the God of this world, is to give Satan rightful claim to that which God says it was he himself in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So if Satan is still considered the God of this world, is to give him legal claim and legal right to that which God has purchased back, reclaimed back, reconciled back, brought into harmony and favor with him back. Interesting. If that's true, then if Satan is still considered the God of this world, it really reveals that you and I, either God didn't do it, or we're not exercising our ministry. What is our ministry? According to Second Corinthians 5.18, our ministry is that of reconciliation. Okay. Well, what if you have a dance ministry? Your dance ministry should be the ministry of reconciliation. What if you have a prayer ministry? Your ministry should be that of reconciliation. Reconciliation. What if uh, my ministry is the ministry of a psalmist? Your ministry should be the ministry of reconciliation. What if my ministry is the ministry of a minstrel? Your ministry should be the ministry of reconciliation. You said, but I'm over the men's ministry. Your ministry should be the ministry of reconciliation. Well, my ministry, I'm head of a women's ministry. Your ministry should be the ministry of reconciliation. Well, my ministry is the ministry of an apostle. Your ministry should be the ministry of reconciliation. You mean tell me the foundation of every ministry should be that of reconciliation? Absolutely. And if it's not so, it is in vain or think about it. It is illegal. But what's the purpose of the ministry of reconciliation? To manifest in the earth realm the restoration of all things back to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The ministry of reconciliation is to confront whatever is opposing 
God, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, and to liberate it from whatever is holding it hostage, to set it free, whatever is using it that is contrary to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Whoever is using anything in this realm, using it to oppose God, using it to be hostile against God, it is my responsibility, it is your responsibility to set it free because it is in sin. And we to set it free from sin because Jesus died for the sin of the world. Jesus' death liberated anything that is opposing God. And we know Satan is the opposer of God. If Satan is using the wind to oppose God, anything that the enemy is using to oppose God, to come against God, to destroy, anything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, we know it comes from who? Satan. We know he, He's the author. Who's the author of it? Satan. The kingdom of God comes where? To the earth. For what reason? That the will of God would be done. Where? On earth. As what? It is in heaven. So therefore, I personally believe, with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength, that the anointing, the grace, and the favor of God that comes to any man woman, boy, and girl, is designed for one thing and one thing only, to bring that thing in alignment with God, to bring it in harmony with God, to bring it in favor with God. That cannot happen if I'm not living or experiencing reconciliation. God has brought my spirit, soul, body, heart, mind into harmony, with himself through the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When there's thoughts that is entering into my mind that is hostile to God, I have a God-given responsibility to exercise the ministry of reconciliation by pulling down strongholds, casting out imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge, the will, the purpose of God, and bring every thought Captive to the obedience of who? Christ. That's my responsibility. That's your responsibility. So therefore, the ministry of reconciliation must be exercised on me. I must bring my spirit, cause my spirit to be reconciled in harmony and favor. My soul to be reconciled in harmony and favor. That means my emotions and feelings. I must speak to them. Command them to come in alignment with God. Why? Now notice, if you will, according to the word of the Lord, that in order for the ministry of reconciliation to be executed, you've got to understand the legal dynamics, the legal rights. God was not imputing the sin of the world to it. He liberated, he forgave the world of its sin by releasing the world from 
its sin, the bondage of sin, the authority of sin, the power of sin, by dying on Calvary's cross and receiving the sin of the world upon himself, so the world can be reconciled. That gives the world a legal right to be reconciled because its sin has been removed. So therefore, ladies and gentlemen, what Satan had claimed over, legal right over, what he offered to Jesus, the kingdoms of this world, if you will bow down and worship me. So my question would be to you, has the kingdoms of this world been liberated from the influence of the power of sin? Absolutely. But do we see the kingdom of this world reconciled unto the Father? No, we don't. Then whose responsibility is it to make sure it is reconciled unto the Father? The church. It's my responsibility and your responsibility. How do we do that? First by prayer and then by action. We deal with it in the realm of the spirit. So Satan come to manipulate, so therefore we will speak to Satan and say, you have no right. You have no right to this man, this woman, this boy, this girl. You have no right to the silver nor the gold. You have no right to precious stones. You have no right to any of the creation of God. All things was made by him and for him. It was not made by him and for you. He made it. Adam gave it over to Satan. Jesus came back and died on Calvary's cross to restore it back to the Father. It's my responsibility and your responsibility to exercise dominion over the creative work of God to bring it back in harmony with God. It's my responsibility, your responsibility. What happens is this right here. We give up and quit, quit because Satan put up a fight. When he put up a fight, he resists us. When the Bible tells us that we are to submit ourselves there for the God to resist the devil, and he will flee from us. But so therefore, since we don't see him fleeing immediately, he puts up, put up a fight. So therefore, you give up and you quit, and so therefore, Satan prevails. So therefore, he operates illegally. He takes God's stuff that belongs to God. It was made by God and for God, and he's using it for himself. He's using the creative work of God for himself. He's using the wind. He's using the water as storms to bring about destruction. God, the, the scripture says, um, Satan comes to kill, uh, steal, and to destroy. Jesus said, I come to give life and to give it to you more abundantly. So therefore, if we are not experiencing abundant life, um, if humanity is not set free um, from the spirit of death, Jesus has conquered death. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 9, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or chapter 2, chapter 2, if I think, 2.14, that Jesus partook of flesh and blood, that he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil himself. But yet we still seeing people dying every day, every moment, every hour, and every second. And so therefore people is getting frustrated and aggravated. So we had a young man in our church, father just died. Week before last uh, Sunday, we was I heard didn't know uh, uh, he was in a uh, 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 yeah somebody told me he was in the hospital. Didn't know he had died to Sunday. Now watch this right here. Some somewhere. Somebody is frustrated, aggravated. Somewhere it appears that the word of God is a lie. Now watch this right here. Watch this right here. So we spoke, said, go lay your hands on your father and tell the devil he have no right. Now, I don't know if he went. He probably did go to the hospital, lay his hands on his father and say, Satan, you have no right. I command my father to be made whole. Father died. Now, watch this right here. Now, did his father die as a result of 
of, uh, of uh, God lack of authority, God lack of power, or did a young man's father die for another reason? We have to examine it. If we don't examine it, we just get frustrated and aggravated at why it didn't work. Why didn't it work? Now, once again, now, uh, 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 do you believe that you are reconciled? Do you believe that you belong to God? Now, the young man's a young guy. He's only been saved, I don't, I don't think, even a year. He's been saved. But it doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It really don't. What matters is do you believe? Now, when it comes down to healing and it comes down to the prophetic, they work on two different levels. Now, what do you mean? When it comes down to prophetic, I can exercise faith to prophesy. But when it comes down to healing, many times it's the people's faith to have to make them whole. It's the people's faith. And so many times Jesus said, your faith made you whole. Now, could his father have been raised up? I believe with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I believe with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. So uh, uh, we don't know what the dynamics is. I don't know because I don't even have all the insights into it. But the enemy can uh, use that same situation to cause that young man to backslide or cause his family members to backslide or not to want to have anything to do with Jesus because the devil told their daddy that God killed their daddy. God didn't kill their father. God is not the author of death. Satan is the author of death. So, therefore, I personally believe, I don't know how old the man was, and I, I, I don't know if he was saved or not either, but I personally believe that, that the young man, the, the, the father, could have been raised up and he could have been made whole. Now, once again, you and I cannot go beyond God because one of the things that has bothered me, and, 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 but I'm at rest and peace with it and know that God is sovereign, uh, two young ladies in our church faithful, loyal, dedicated, and committed to God, to the ministry, that they were taken out by cancer. So I hate cancer with a passion. Now, both of those young ladies did not want to take any treatment. They didn't want to take chemotherapy. They didn't want to go through that. They said they had faith. They believed that God was going to raise them up, both of them, both of them. And, uh, and both of them died. And I, as a pastor, as a leader, I cannot tell them or persuade them not to take or to take. I preach the word of the Lord. I share it with both of them that God could heal you through medicine. Medicine don't heal you. God heals you. Shared it with both of them. But they had to make the decision, and they said they believed God. Now, I personally believe many times uh, the enemy will plant in people's mind that if you take chemotherapy, you have no faith. If you take medication, you have no faith. You have to go where you're located. And you must be real with yourself, and you must be honest with yourself. If you know you're shaking in your faith, it's not going to work. Why? Because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, and let not, man, not, let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. Now, I want to ask you this question. The Bible says in Colossians that we read earlier, that God has delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So is sickness the power of darkness? Yes. Is disease the power of darkness? Yes. Uh, is poverty the power of darkness? Yes. Anything, ladies and gentlemen, that will uh, uh, hold you and I in hostage or in bondage, it is contrary to God. It is not of God. It is the enemy. Uh, is nicotine. Uh, of 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 the devil, yeah, uh, 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 yes, drugs, yes. Uh, now, did God create tobacco? This is what people would say. Uh, he created all things 
All things was created by him and for him. So was tobacco created by him? Yes. Was created, uh, tobacco created for him? Yes. Now, the purpose of tobacco, I don't know uh, what the purpose of it is. Uh, uh, the main reason why toba- uh, tobacco exists, but it has to exist for a reason or a purpose. Uh, let me ask you this question here. Was metal- marijuana created created by him and for him? Yes. So, But what was the purpose of it? I don't know. But when we use it uh, uh, for any other purpose than what it was created for, then it becomes sin, ladies and gentlemen. So now, going back to uh, him creating all things, all things were created by him and for him, visible and invisible. We was delivered from the powers of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Now, how do you and I exercise the ministry of reconciliation? Reconciliation means to bring back into harmony and favor with God. To bring back in harmony and favor with who? God. Now, do we see uh, uh, anything that is contrary to heaven? Anything, if, if, if there's chaos and confusion, is it of God? Absolutely not. So if there is chaos and confusion, whose responsibility to acknowledge that chaos and confusion is not of God, is not of the kingdom of God? If it's not of God and not of the kingdom of God, have you been delivered from it? Yes. But is there's a manifestation of your deliverance? No. So therefore, have I been delivered? Yes. So who's responsible to manifest it? Me. What you mean by me? Well, it's my responsibility to believe it for the manifestation to take place. It's my responsibility to believe it, to speak it, and to stand on it. And then what that does, it releases it from the realm of God to this realm. So that's what's happening. I'm bringing this realm in harmony with the realm of God by me standing on the word of God, standing on the promise of God, standing on what God has said. I speak harmony. I speak unity, and I stand. I do what? I speak harmony, I speak unity, and I stand. By my speaking and standing, what am I doing? I'm bringing what is chaotic. I'm bringing that which is in a state of confusion. I'm bringing it in harmony with God. I'm bringing it in favor with God. Now heaven will come down and interdate that circumstance, interdate that situation. The victory that Jesus won over that thing will be made manifest. So what was out of line? with God, that which was not harmonizing with God is brought into harmony with God through my ministry of reconciliation. How? By me speaking and standing. By me speaking and standing. Or I may even have to do some things. By me speaking, standing, and doing. Speaking, standing, and doing. It's on a matter of time. It will come back in alignment, in harmony, and in favor with God. But many times how God does that, ladies and gentlemen, is usually contrary to what you have to do in this realm. Now, watch this here. It's poverty. It's poverty of the kingdom of God. Absolutely not. Poverty is not of the kingdom of God. There is no poverty in heaven. So God has set up a system for you and I to experience um, the blessings of God. It's amazing that what God requires for you and I to experience the blessings of God, he requires for you and I to give up something in this realm to experience the realm of God. It's amazing. First thing he did, he tells us to give something up. We were sharing a couple of Sundays ago. I forgot what, what Sunday it was, maybe two or three Sundays ago. It starts out, to so experience the supernatural, it starts out God asking, putting the man on something. It starts out talking about. When we look in the book of Genesis chapter 4, 
And you got to think about this, ladies and gentlemen. God had to set the pace, set the requirement. Adam and Eve had two sons. One name was Cain, one name was Abel. Cain was the oldest, Abel was the youngest. And the Bible said all both of them brought an offering to God. An offering. We see giving starting in Genesis chapter 4, and we don't see, and there's no law. Law didn't come into existence thousands of years later. There was no law. This is how you experience the supernatural. And the Bible began to talk about the, 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 when they gave an offering, God, ever, you got to believe this and understand, God had to tell them, educate them, and train them in what to do. God had to train them. So God, uh, the Bible says, Abel brought the best. He brought the fatlings. He brought the first. Here's first fruits. We don't see we don't see the word first fruit, but we see it when we understand the law when it, when it came into existence and the Bible starts talking about first fruit. We see it right there in Genesis four. So God had to teach them, train and educate them, uh, or God spoke to train them through uh, their father uh, Adam. So it's the Bible says He brought the best. This is how you tap into the supernatural. And what way He actually done? When He brought the best to God, Abel. He brought the best. What was he actually doing? He really was exercising the ministry of reconciliation. If you really think about it, he was actually exercising the ministry of reconciliation. When he brought God the first, brought God the fatlings, the first according to the word of the Lord, what he did, he was bringing his, his, uh, uh, his livestock, bringing them subject to the creator. He was giving God legal right into the livestock. And God, the Bible said, and God favored Abel and his offering. He favored Abel and his offering. His giving up the best and giving up the first revealed the law of reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation. And not only that, it tied Abel into God. Abel's faith was in God, not his crops, not his livestock. Not the abundance of his livestock, but it revealed he trusted, he had faith, he had confidence. And he worshipped God with the best. He did not withhold the best. He did not withhold the first. It belongs to you. You are the source. And God favored him. And his offering, the ministry of reconciliation, his offering revealed that I'm re you, I am reconciling what you've given me I am reconciling it back to you, sir. Not only is the livestock is being reconciled, I acknowledge that you are my God. I am reconciled unto you. My heart is reconciled unto you. You always discover the caliber of a man and woman 
based on their giving, their giving revealed their heart. Where a man's treasure is, that's where his heart will be, or vice versa, where a man's heart is, that's where his treasure will be. Notice he's connecting a man's heart with his giving. The value of his giving, the value of his possession reveals his heart, or, the, or who, what he gives up reveals his heart and his, the value of the thing. He gave the best. He reconciled. First of all, his giving revealed himself. God had favor upon him and his offering, him and his offering, him and his offering. Now his brother, on the other hand, the Bible says he gave as well. The Bible says he gave an offering. He didn't give his best. And I brought this out in that particular message. I think it's, it's apropos for me to bring this out at this present time. Why didn't he give his best? Because he felt he was entitled. Because he worked hard for it. I worked hard for this. So I deserve the best. I give God something, but I deserve the first. And I deserve the best. So therefore, there was no revelation of the ministry of reconciliation here. By him not giving God the best, he was reconciling the crops to himself. When Abel gave the best, he was reconciling the livestock back to God. I'm giving this back to you. It's being reconciled back to you. And because I'm giving you the best, acknowledge that it all belongs to you. You are the creator of it all. I give you the first and I give you the best. And so since the first is reconciled to you, everything else that comes from the first and come from the best will be influenced by God. God have access to the second and the third because I gave him the first. Because I gave him the first, the first was reconciled, then the rest of the crop will always be under the influence of heaven under the influence of God, and God will always, always cause it to multiply because I gave him the first, and I gave him the best. And my first and my best reveal that I myself belong to God because I gave him the first and the best of what he gave me. By me giving him the first and the best what he gave me reveals that he have my first, and he have my, the best of me. Are you getting this? The ministry of reconciliation is my responsibility. Remember, this took place after his daddy and mama sinned against God. Remember, this happened after, excuse me, not after, before, uh, before. This offering happened after what took place with Adam and Eve. What happened, happened to Adam and Eve took before this offering, showing that God had to train them and educate them. So we see here, God cursed the ground, cursed the man, uh, he didn't curse the man, cursed the serpent, but cursed the ground that the man walked on. The woman was cursed in the areas of childbearing. So we see now 
by them offering God the first and the best, it causes God, bring, excuse me, not causes God, it causes the first and the best or whatever God gave them in charge over, it bring it back to his rightful owner. And now God can come down and bless what was cursed by what man does. By what man does. Now, Jesus, we know according to the word of the Lord, it was God in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Now, it's my responsibility and your responsibility to take that which is not in harmony and favor with God and to take dominion over it, to do it, and bring it back in harmony and favor with God. We asked the people to do something last Sunday. And and, and 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 I really didn't feel led to do it this Sunday. But you know why? Because the people should continue to do it. If the people stopped doing it because I led them in a service, it's a revelation that they didn't get the revelation. It's a revelation that their hearts was hardened. They did not learn the lesson from the previous Sunday. If they learned the lesson from the previous Sunday, they would continue to speak to their money and command their money. This week, if it didn't manifest last week, and God most likely did not allow that manifest last week to see what the people were going to continue to do. Did they learn the lesson? This is a lifestyle. This is not something you learn on Sunday to do on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, one week, and you don't do it again. This must be exercised every day. I speak, decree, and declare the reconciliation of my finances in harmony and favor with the Most High God. I speak, decree, and declare the restoration and the reconciliation of my finances in harmony and favor with the Most High God. God created my currency. God created the currency of the earth. God created the silver of the earth. God created the gold of the earth. God created the stones of the earth and I take dominion over and I subdue the silver I take dominion and I subdue the gold I take dominion I subdue the precious stone and I call you in harmony and I call you in favor with the most high God now in the name of the Lord Jesus now in the name of the Lord Jesus so therefore father when I give you my tithes on the first of the week, I give you my tithes and I give you my offering. This is a revelation that I have taken dominion over and subdued that which you've given unto me. And I'm giving you the first and I'm giving you the best, giving you access, Lord God, to illegal access to your creation. Now in the name of the Lord Jesus, and now watch what God began to do. He will be in the cause of the multiply. Go ahead and speak it now. I speak to my finances. I speak to the currency that God has given unto me. And I come I take dominion over you and subdue you. And I command you to multiply now. I have given God the first and I have given God the best. Therefore I release heaven into my finances. I release the influence of God in the silver of the earth. I release the influence of God in the gold of the earth. I release the influence of God in the precious stones of the earth. Now in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. I called the gold redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I called the silver redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I called the precious stones redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Now in Jesus' name, as I take dominion over you and subdue you, you are brought up under the preeminency of Christ Jesus. You are brought up under the supremacy of Christ Jesus. You are brought up under the lordship of Christ Jesus. For it was made by him and it was made for him in the name of the Lord Jesus. Are you getting this? The ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. I call my lineage reconciled in harmony and favor with the Most High God. I call my lineage redeemed from the spirit of poverty, redeemed from the spirit of like and famine. And I call my lineage in, recon, uh, in harmony, reconciled in harmony and in favor with the Most High God. 
I speak, decree, and declare the redemption of my marriage. My marriage is redeemed from the spirit of divorce. My marriage is redeemed from the spirit of divorce. And I call my marriage in harmony, reconciled, in harmony, in favor with the most high God. I speak, decree, and declare my children is redeemed from uh, 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 the forces of darkness. My children is redeemed from the manipulation of darkness. My children is redeemed from the lies of darkness. My children is redeemed from the deception of darkness. And I call my children reconciled in harmony and favor with the Most High God. I call my children's spirit, their soul, their heart, their mind, reconciled in harmony and in favor with the Most High God. I call my children's destiny reconciled in harmony and favor with the most high God. I speak it, I decree, and I declare it to be so in Jesus' name. The minister of reconciliation. I decree and declare my children is redeemed from all satanic, demonic, fleshly, and soulish um, relationships in Jesus' name. I speak, decree, and declare my children is redeemed from all satanic, demonic, fleshly, and soulish relationships in Jesus' name. I say not so, but I decree and declare my children is reconciled in harmony and in favor with the Most High God. I decree and declare my children is reconciled in godly relationships now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, the ministry of reconciliation. You go on your job tomorrow, and it's chaotic on your job. God is not the author of confusion. So therefore, you know it cannot be God. So therefore, you go on your job. It's all chaotic. You go into the restroom, or you go into your car. You take a break, sign out, do it legally, sign out, go on the break. And begin to take authority over every man, woman, boy, and girl, that's, uh, every man and woman that's on, uh, in your department where it's chaotic. Begin to take authority uh, over your boss. Take authority over your coworkers. Uh, why? Legally, they've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. They just don't know it. Jesus died for the sin of the world. So chaos, that means sin, is opera in operation there. And the Bible says, it was God in Christ, reconciling the world unto him, so not imputing their sins unto themselves. Not imputing their sin. So therefore, I take authority over sin right now, the spirit of chaos and confusion. I take authority over sin. You cannot operate on this job. And I drive you out now in Jesus' mighty name, the spirit of chaos, the spirit of confusion, the spirit that's in opposition to the most high God, opposition to heaven. Opposition to the will of God, I command you to go now in Jesus' mighty name. I call down the judgment of God upon you. I release the fire of God to consume you now in Jesus' mighty name. But I release right now the peace of God. I release right now the love of God. I call these individuals in. My boss and my co-workers, I call them right now in harmony and favor with the most I got. I release the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, convicting of sin, righteousness, and judgment even now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, pride, in the name of Jesus, I speak, decree, and declare the judgment of God fall upon you now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I bring my co-workers from up under the dominion of pride. I bring them from under the dominion of confusion and chaos and division. I bring them 
them from under the dominion of anger. I bring them from under the dominion of um, lying spirits. Um, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, now I speak decree and declare. I speak to their spirits. I speak to their soul. I speak to their hearts. Um, I speak to their minds. I speak to their bodies. And I call them reconciled um, in harmony and favor with their creator. The most high God in Jesus' name. I bring them in harmony and favor with the spirit of truth. Um, I bring them in harmony and favor with the spirit of unity. I bring them in harmony and favor with the love of God in Jesus' mighty name. That's my responsibility, your responsibility to exercise the ministry of reconciliation, ladies and gentlemen. It don't just go there, but it go for your job as well. If the business is not flourishing, uh, speak to the spirit, so heart and mind, of um, the, the, uh, your boss and his team, his staff. Bring them in harmony and favor with the most I got, creative, the creative abilities of God to know what to do and how to do, how to cause this business to flourish and how to cause this business to be blessed. That's your responsibility, man of God, woman of God, exercising the ministry of reconciliation. All things was made by him and for him. That job was made by him and for him. Made by who? Him. And for who? Him. That job, that business. It all was made by him, and it was made for him. Made by who? Him and for him. So it's my job, your job, to make it happen in the earth realm, for it to be made manifest in this realm. What God has done through Christ must be realized and actualized in the earth realm. My time is up. I pray that you got something from this, this, this time of sharing, this time of intimacy with you today. I pray that you would take this and you will run with it and you will begin to meditate on what the Lord has said and understand our responsibility and exercise the ministry of reconciliation unto him. It's not your feelings. It's not your emotions. It's about him. Listen, uh, we started our last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday prayer line uh, this morning. Started out a little bumpy, a little rough. Um, um, something happened. I think I touched a button or something the wrong button, but nevertheless, we got on track and we began to pray in war, begin to share the heart and the mind of the Father. Call your families and friends to join us in the morning as we exercise the ministry of reconciliation in the morning, praying and restoring all things back to him, restoring all things back to him. Be a part of that, what God is doing. See, when you care more about for the things of others than yourself, watch what God begin to do for you. When you intercede on the behalf of others, watch what God begin to do for you. This is your due season, your set time. So join us. Tell, call your family and friends. Continue to pray for us as we pray for one another. This has been your host, Dr. J. McKenzie with the Master Key. Love you and appreciate you. Look forward to being with you on tomorrow at 6 p.m. God bless you. Have a blessed night, sweet sleep. Let your dreams and vision be induced by the Holy Spirit of the Most High God. God bless you and we love you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.